Hey guys, this is Josh Garza. I'm the student pastor at First Baptist Church, Marble Falls. You are listening to a teaching from The Loft, which is our Wednesday night ministry for middle school and high school students. I hope this message helps you dig into your faith and speaks to your heart wherever and whenever you might be listening. We want to be a community for you as well. The Loft happens every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. It's a time to worship, time with friends, and a time to hear from God's Word. And we'd love to see you there. Hey, high school, how's it going? Good. Right on, bro. All right. Hey, you'll see some uh, cards being passed out, some pens, uh, some more information that will come towards the end of the message. Um, but we just want to get you in your hands. Uh, if you want to take notes on them, if you want to do something later with them, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what that means. Uh, something in the announcements that I didn't mention earlier, because it's specific to high school, uh, that this Sunday our follow groups meet. And so if you are a part of a follow group, either mine or the Chandler's, that we meet this Sunday. Uh, and so, yeah, show up. And if you are still wanting to join a group, you can scan that Linktree QR code. Uh, if you need it afterwards, come find me. We'll get you plugged in. Uh, and you can sign up for a group that way. Sound good? This means yes, yeah, no, okay, right on. Hey, uh, as those gets passed out, don't let it be a distraction. You've guys got it. But uh, here's how I'm going to start tonight. I want to start with a question. It's this. It's, have you ever thought about what Jesus wants for you? You ever thought about what does Jesus want for you as a high schooler? If you could summarize what Jesus wants for us, what would you say? If a friend was asking that, what would you say to that person? Uh, here's what Jesus says in John 10.10. 10, and this is going to be our main verse for tonight. And this is what Jesus says. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now that's well said. Awesome, Jesus. That sounds great. Who doesn't want life but life to the full? The question is, what does that mean? What does it mean to have life? And what does it mean to have life to the full? What does that mean for a regular teenager like you? Uh, Again, like I said, Jesus said that, but what does it mean for us today? And so we are in this series called Views. Uh, this is looking at five different perspectives of how we see and share Jesus and share the gospel with other people and why the gospel is good news for everybody. That some view you see directly playing in the mirror every single day and others, maybe you don't see it through that, but someone else might struggle with seeing Jesus in a certain way. Some other people might struggle with different things, but the gospel is still good news for them as well. Uh, here's a recap of the last few weeks last couple of them. These are the two views we've already gone through. Uh, it was separation and reunion, how there was sin and, and, and a veil that separated us from God, that Jesus and his love and kindness removed that. Nothing separates us from God and that Jesus ultimately, he brings us home. He doesn't leave us abandoned. He doesn't leave us alone. He brings us along with him. And the one that we talked about last week was conflict and vindication uh, and how the problem is that there is oppression in our world, which is basically where that means that they have a thumb right on you and they push you down and it feels like there's no way out of your situation. Uh, and how ultimately Jesus is the one that liberates us from that. He set us free from all of those things and he brings a new kingdom and a new earth. And it's good news for people that see through this view. Tonight's view is emptiness and fulfillment. And here's the problem with emptiness and fulfillment. People that look through this lens at our world, that many students today feel a sense of insignificance 
What insignificance means, it's a fancy word that means you feel small, that maybe you feel unimportant, that when you look at your day, you feel like, man, none of this really matters a whole lot. And it leads to us feeling like we're outcasts. And it, it makes us wanting and aching for something more than what we have been experienced. We want more than what we have seen or experienced. And listen, I think this problem is super relevant, even on days like this, Valentine's Day. Now, many of you might uh, feel like we don't have a whole lot of Valentine's Day themed stuff. Some of you, that might be a good thing. Uh, but here you go. We can satisfy that need real quick up on the screen. Um, I believe this problem is relevant today. Uh, and since we're on the topic... Um, listen, I, I really mean this. I hope y'all had a good Valentine's Day. For the girls in the room, that I hope that you feel loved and that you feel valued and seen, not just because it's a holiday, but because God's love for you isn't bound to just this day. And for the guys in the room, I hope the same thing for you too, that you see that you are valued and that your significance does not hinge on the fact of whether you have a significant other or not. That both boys and girls in this room, that you have value, and it is not based on just today. It doesn't hold that kind of power over you. It's all in our heads and it's all the pressure that everyone feels, but it means nothing. Your value doesn't come from today. And if you, feel, if you have felt insignificant today, listen, it's just not, it has nothing to do with your significance. It has nothing to do with that. Now back to normal. Um, the, the main cause for this third view, this view of emptiness or seeing our, our lives as empty, uh, I acknowledge this, that out of the last three views that we have talked through, this one might hit home for many of us. Generation Z has known that many people feel the weight of emptiness, that they hunger. It's like a deep craving for something more to this world, to this life. You don't want to just live a day or, or have, a, have a, a mediocre life. You want something exciting, something that gets you out of bed and you're ready to go forward. Things that are ready to get you to go and move. And you're excited about the things that are coming towards you. But often that there are many who do feel the emptiness and it aches. And they ache inside for something so much more than that. Uh, it, what it looks like, it looks like a, an internal wrestling. It's thinking in our minds like this, that it's not so much that people won't like me because of my sin or maybe my reputation or the things that I have done. But it's that if you were to get to know the real me, the me that somehow pulls aside the mask and that people see the true authentic self with my thoughts and my feelings, that there wouldn't be a whole lot there. Maybe not a whole lot of value. Maybe you would even consider it a word that you might use perhaps worthless, however you feel. And I don't know if it's someone that told you that uh, years ago. Um, mo often uh, times, no one has to say any of that. A lot of times that we can feel this naturally just from comparison or seeing how other people are doing. Um, and you feel it to the deepest core of who you are. And you just want something to fulfill you. You want something to feel uh, the, this hole that you have in your heart. And then you search for significance or you look towards giving up altogether. That's not even worth the fight. In this view, we're going to see who Jesus is. 
and why the gospel is good news for someone who struggles through this, who sees the world through this view. Again, back to our main verse in John 10, 10. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. What does it mean to have life and have it to the full? And also, who's they? Why is he talking about they? Well, in this passage of scripture in John 10, 10, Jesus is giving a parable about him being a good shepherd and how a good shepherd takes care of his sheep. A good shepherd makes sure that the sheep are safe, that they're away from harm, and that anything from the outside that corrupts these things, it has no power here. It's vanquished, it's gone, it's not a part of these things, that you are safe and known. The they, what he's talking about, the they is the sheep, the sheep that belong, that have ownership to the shepherd. The thing is, is that the shepherd can do things that the sheep cannot do for themselves. The sheep can't fight, and at least they can't fight this kind of battle. They can't fight their enemies. They can't flourish without some help. In fact, a lot of help. And so what does that mean for us? It means that we have the opportunity to be the sheep. We can be the sheep that Jesus is talking about, that Jesus can do something for us that we cannot do for ourselves. That when we say, Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior, that we become the sheep and he takes ownership of us. We, we let go of whatever decisions we have. And we say, God, you rule over my life and I wanna be in the safety of what you have to offer. We are seen, we are known, we are protected. And ultimately, what does the good shepherd do is that the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That when things get crazy, he steps up to the plate and he doesn't back down. Why? So that they can live life to the full. So they're not robbed by thieves or people that make them feel less than. It all means that Jesus has come so that we can have life, a life that we have not not or that we have not known before a way that is beautiful, a way that is vibrant, that is unfailing and exuberant. Uh, another way of seeing this, maybe to help us understand, what, what does full mean? Another translation says this, it ends with uh, abundantly, that you may have life and have it abundantly. Well, what does abundance mean? What does it mean to have an abundance of something? For a farmer, uh, abundance is a good word. That's a word that they want to hear often. They want to hear it a lot, as, as often as they can. Uh, in Psalm 65, the psalmist writes this. He says, you soften the earth with showers and bless its abundant crops. There's tons of it. There's lots out there. Even the hard paths, even those overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness, they become a lush pasture. It means whatever could not grow, whatever was not capable of doing it, now it can. And it's not just a little bit, but it's full. It is grown. It is so big and it is full. It is fulfilled. It is abundant. You see, this is who Jesus is. That Jesus is the model and the example of finding fulfillment. Like Jesus is fully God and he is fully man. Now in math terms, that shouldn't work. One plus one does not equal one, but God makes it happen. That fully God, fully man come together in Jesus. Here's solid theology. It's this, is that God became like us so that we could be like him. God became like us. He became human so that we could be united with him so that we can go where he goes. So we can say, I'm with that guy. That is my shepherd and I am following with him. Wherever he goes, I'm going to. 
I'm not left behind. And Jesus, at the same time, that he is also like us. And that means that he also experienced the weight of loneliness. He experienced all of this as well, that he knows what it's like to have the internal wrestling and questioning. Is this even worth anything? Or is this just pointless? He knows that feeling and he knows what that's like. He saw it through this view. And the climax of the gospel and the climax of loneliness is where the good shepherd shows his great love for us and he proves that we are worth loving, that we have value. Jesus proved it in his experience from this view, ultimately at the climax of the cross, where Jesus there felt the full weight of loneliness. There were others beside him, but they didn't get what he was feeling. That there have been many that have been through this, but none of them held the darkness of sin of the world weighing on his shoulders, that he saw loneliness in its truest form, complete abandonment. And even experiencing all of that, all to just say still, Father, forgive them. They, they, they don't know what they're doing. They just don't. Jesus is the example of finding fulfillment. And he is the hope and the solution to the feelings of emptiness. He has come to show that we are worth loving and that we too can experience life to the fullest, that we can experience life abundantly. Now, usually when people base their, their, their life off of this verse in John 10, 10, uh, usually when they talk about it, they talk about it as when you come to faith in Jesus, that you have peace, you have joy, you have love that you've never known before. And while that's true, uh, it doesn't mean that those challenges don't phase you. It doesn't mean that you are exempt from experiencing the hardships of life. If everything you based on was just on that alone and not the reality that we live in, you get an uh, an, uh, a disillusioned faith, something that's not, not really there. It seems nice, but it just seems like words on the wall. The truth is, is that whenever someone thinks through it like this, and they get fired from their job or, or their girlfriend dumps them. And they're like, wait a minute, Jesus said that I would live life abundantly. Now look at me. Well, listen, it doesn't mean that you're immune from these things. But it is good news. It is good news that no matter what you face, that even if things don't go exactly the way that you want them to, that no matter what circumstance, what trial, what valley stands against you, that you can stand with courage with your head held high and Jesus leading the way. It means that when hard times come, that you can get back up, either dusting yourself off or another follower of Jesus standing right there to pick you up. That when you fail, that you fail falling forward, not backwards and not stagnant. You fall forward saying, God, I did my best. I did what I could. Take it, take what you can from it. It means that we have identity, belonging, and purpose. It means that Jesus doesn't bow down to whatever scares us the most. It means that when we feel empty inside or lonely or sad and everything seems pointless, that Jesus has come to show something so much more. What we want the most has always been found in him. Jesus has come to give life and not a mediocre one, but one that is full it's good news for everyone. And this hope comes from the fact that we are made complete by putting our faith and trust in him. And even the emptiness that we do feel at times, maybe you feel it, or maybe you know someone else that does feel that, maybe more so than you do. The void deep in your heart. It reminds me of my daughter 
uh, and one of her place that she has uh, those those shapes uh, where uh, it, it, there's a star and she has a star and he, she fits the star in the perfect hole and only that works. The same thing happens for us that maybe there, there, there's something that we are wanting to be filled, a way that we are wanting to experience joy that we hadn't before. And maybe we're filling with the wrong things that we think it's going to make us happy only for us to feel more empty. And it's even disheartening because it's like, well, I thought this would work, but it didn't. And I'm back in the same spot that I was before. Maybe if you felt like you just need that one thing, that, that relationship on Valentine's Day, that you felt really insignificant today. And if I just had that one thing, everything would be better. Listen, it won't because tomorrow comes. Maybe if it was just the friend group, if you had the reputation, the respect, whatever it may be. Uh, maybe it's even substances that you turn to from vaping or other things that go on. If I just had this one thing, it could alleviate the weightiness of emptiness and feel something when I don't feel anything. Even, even things like, man, if I just had some more money, um, Listen, money can solve a lot of your problems. If you don't think so, uh, you might not have grown up broke. Uh, but in the end, it can solve a lot of problems. But in the end, it does not solve the void that's in your heart. Jesus is the only one that can make you feel fulfilled. He empowers you to move forward. It's not just the immediate satisfaction, but it's when tomorrow comes, you can stand and not fail and not stand behind, but you can stand with courage. You can face tomorrow because you are seen and known by a loving God. You can experience life with significance. And that is the hope that you hold on to. Now, as we get ready to close here shortly, um, I want to give you some steps to move forward that if you struggle with this view or you know someone that does, and how do you share Jesus? How is the gospel good news for someone with this? How can you show them Jesus? It starts by knowing what does Jesus want for you? What does Jesus want for you? He wants you to experience life to the full, to have a life of significance, for you to know you are special, that God wants you to flourish. He wants you to express the truest you that you can be, but that only comes by fully knowing him. He became like us so that we could be like him. It means for the days that you feel the weight of emptiness, that you ask God, God, remind me, please God, remind me that I have value, that you love me, that you sent your son because I have value. I am worth loving. It means times that you're busy or you feel like, man, I, I'd rather just abandon everything. Times that you maybe even want to abandon, well, Sunday morning comes around, I was like, man, I'm just too tired, whether it's to go to church, whether it's to go to the loft, whatever it may be. That sometimes the times that God is trying to get your attention the most is the times that we don't want to be around the people or the things that will grab our attention. It's the times that we're pushing those away that we need it the most. And even if we do, wherever you attend worship service on Sunday morning, even if you are, that you're just going through the motions, but no, God is trying to grab your attention right there. And now it's reminding yourself that you are made complete in Jesus Christ and reminding others that they too are made complete as well. And so here's what I would like to do tonight. What I would like to do is tonight is an opportunity for a check-in. And it's this time of year where maybe you're stressed or you feel like um, you have friendships that are around you and you're just constantly getting into fights with everybody. And you don't know why. 
You're maybe sleep deprived. You stayed up way too late. You're depending too much on Red Bull. Whatever the case may be, maybe you have drama that's going on at school and maybe you had a small part in it, but now it's gotten out of control and it's beyond what you can do. And we just want the opportunity to be Jesus to you tonight. So around you, there should be a card. If not, there's someone that should pass one near to you. Um, And if you want something that's more private, there's also a QR code up here. If you scan this, it'll open up your texting browser uh, and and you can send a text message of what your prayer is if you want it to be more private. Uh, We have a prayer team that will pray for you for all of these things, whether it's something that you write on the card or through the text message. Um, There's an option where you can keep it anonymous. You don't have to put your name on there. But here's what I would say is that give us the chance, one, to pray for you, but give us the chance to, to trust us. Trust us in this, that we know what to do with it, that we can pray for you by name. If you want to follow up, you say, hey, I I really need to speak to someone about this. I need some help. I haven't felt fulfilled and I have felt emptiness and I don't know what to do about it. And you need somewhere to start. Write that on your card. Send in a text message. Maybe you have someone in your family that is sick. We want an opportunity to pray for them. Maybe you're not feeling good. We want to pray for you. That maybe you don't experience the life in Jesus. That if you want to follow Jesus today, write that on the card. If you want to be baptized, write that on the card as well. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Give us the opportunity to take the next step with you. That you don't have to go at it alone and feel empty. If you have specific prayer needs, write that down, write on the card. The way we're going to end tonight is that this is your time. You can stay here as long as you need to, whether the music stops or not. Um, You can put your card in the back table right by the sound booth, or you can put it on our How Can We Pray For You boards. There's some tape that's taped on the side. You can just tape it up on there, or you can send a text message tonight, if you just see the world through this view of emptiness, we just want to be a resource to you and pray for you and give you the next step out of the meaninglessness. I believe that this, that especially y'all's generation, that there's a lot of good things. Our best days are truly ahead. I see the way that you guys care about people, the creativity that you have, and it shows that the future is bright but it's going to take courage and saying, listen, I I need help. I need God to intervene. I need God to work in my life. And so let's pray together. And you can take this time to continue writing on your cards, whatever you need. This time is yours. Let's pray. God, thank you that you are a God who sees great value in us. This isn't theory. This isn't something that we have imagined or that sounds good or that makes us feel good. But you sent Jesus who feels the same way that we do, who felt pain like we do, who felt loneliness and emptiness, who ached for something more, that he experienced that. But because of where he went, that we can follow him and we can go too. So God, for anyone that wants to give their life to Jesus, God, may they do so and have the courage to. If you here tonight want to give your life to Jesus, you pray, God, come into my life. I want to surrender everything and I want you to be my shepherd. And I want you to rule over my life. All my steps, I want them to look like yours. 
And Jesus, I want to confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. If it's that you want to be baptized, that you want to give your life to the Lord and show everybody what God has done inside your heart, that you have the courage to do so. Whatever prayer needs that we have, that God, we give these to you. And they don't have to stay inside anymore. We don't have to be empty and alone. But other followers of Jesus can come to help, that we can dust each other off. We can pick each other up and we can face tomorrow. It doesn't hold power over us. So God, thank you for this opportunity. God, we love you. We thank you. We pray these things because we believe in the great work of Jesus. And in him we pray. Amen. Amen. Like I said, guys, you can continue filling out those cards. You can put them in the table in the back and just be respectful of everybody else. Let's leave this room quiet and just let everything kind of happen the way it's going to. You can put it on the board, but as far as right now, you guys are dismissed. We'll see you next week. Love you. Thanks for listening to this message from The Loft. We'd love to connect with you. If you're interested in what's happening in student ministry, find us online at discoverfirst.com forward slash students. You can also follow us on Instagram at fbcmfstudents. And don't forget, The Loft happens every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Come on out, bring a friend. We'd love to see you there.